Welcome to So Sorry for Your Loss. This is not your average grief group. I'm Gianna DiMedio. Thanks for joining me as we normalize the conversation around grief with the stories of those who've gone through it, a whole lot of humor, and a pinch of celebrity and entertainment news. Because fun fact, they grieve too. There's more to grief than that godforsaken dove flying over a willow tree on a sympathy card. I know you've seen it and know what I mean. Let's change the way society looks at it. Visit ssfylpodcast.com for more. Hi there. Welcome back to So Sorry for Your Loss. This week, we are talking about a little sneaky, sneaky bitch of the holidays. You think they're going to be so fun, holiday cheer, lots of presents, lots of alcohol if you're like my big Italian family. But then, oh, grief comes up and just smacks you square across the face. A lot of griefy feelings can happen in the holiday season. I have Jamie Ailes here today. She is from the awesome podcast doing a very similar thing like I'm doing here at So Sorry for Your Loss, talking about grief in a completely unfiltered way. Her podcast is called, well, grief unfiltered. She's fabulous. She lost her mom a few years ago. She is also a new mom like me, welcomed her baby girl within the last year. So we have a lot to say about the loss of a parent, bringing a new child into the world, how that changes your grief. And today we're also going to talk about going through the holidays, feeling that grief. She's got some really good advice, some really cool things that she does with her family to keep her mom's memory alive. And we just talk about like what it really feels like. If this is your first holiday. I'm sorry. It's going to be tough, but we are here for you. I hope you really feel like you're part of this community at So Sorry for Your Loss because you are. There are so many people here to support you. DM me, DM any of the guests that I've had on the show. They're all willing to talk and willing to help you along the way. Before we get into the episode with Jamie, I did want to let you know that I also have an article up on the blog for So Sorry for Your Loss. Wait, what? So Sorry for Your Loss has a blog? That's right. Head over to the website. I wrote this article for the Philadelphia Inquirer, the uh, paper of record here in Philadelphia where I am based. I know you've heard me talk about I'm all over the place. I'm in Jersey. I'm in California. I'm in Philadelphia. I'm only here for a few more weeks and then I'm bouncing to another state again. But where I am generally based Philadelphia, this article was published there and it is how to handle grief in the holiday season. So definitely go check that out on the website. I'll give you some teasers, three of the tips that I said there. Number one, know it is okay to say no. Sounds so simple, but that is such a hard thing to be able to grasp. It has taken me years and I'm still working on it. Number two, honor the memories with new traditions. And number three, carve out time to drown in your emotions. Go to the website, ssfylpodcast.com and read that whole article. I do think it's helpful. And I hope you enjoyed last week's episode about organizing your grief. Stay tuned today for this episode for another discount code from the ladies of Neat Nick to help you organize your life, especially around the holidays. Gosh, that's tough. Anyway, here's Jamie Ailes, Grief Unfiltered. How are you doing, Jamie Ailes? I'm good. Host of Grief Unfiltered. I love your tagline. Can you say it for us here? Yes. I always say, welcome to Grief Unfiltered, a podcast about grief and how the fuck to handle it. Yes, I love it. Because who knows? No one knows. That's what we're all doing. We're here just figuring it the fuck out. But I remember (laughs) when I found your podcast, I think probably just from like a simple Spotify search. And Mm -hmm. I listened to like a random episode and I heard that you did this tagline and I was like, 
yes, like this is somebody I need to connect with, somebody I need to be friends with. Seems like we're both on a similar mission here. Mm -hmm. I interviewed with Jamie and was on her show and now I have her here and I'm excited to share this with you guys. But tell the listeners a little bit about you. What brought you on this journey with grief? What got you to the podcast and how you are where you are today? Yes, I would love to. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Usually I'm the one interviewing. So I'm like, oh, it's fun to talk about myself a little. (laughs) So yeah, my name is Jamie. I am 32. I'm in Houston and I lost my mom a little over five years ago to cancer. She battled cancer for about five years. She battled it. She had breast cancer Then she was in remission and then it came back in her spine. So I got to watch years and years of chemotherapy and radiation and surgeries and all that stuff. When she passed away, that was like my first funeral I ever went to. Like that was my first experience with death was like my mom dying. And I'm like, oh shit, like it doesn't get much like bigger than this. Seriously. And, and I always tried to be like so strong and just like, yeah, like, I'm fine. I miss my mom, but like, whatever, like I got this. Then a few years later, like grief doesn't go away. Mm -hmm. You know, like I wasn't just like, obviously I wasn't forgetting about my mom. And like, I was just like, okay, this is crazy. This whole grief journey is not is a lot more than just missing someone, which is what I always say. And like, it's not like the sex in the city movie that Carrie's just in bed, like when big leaves her with all the blinds closed for a few days and then you're over it. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, why are people not that people aren't talking about grief, but people our age are not talking about grief. Yes. And I listen to all these podcasts about like pop culture and reality TV. And I'm like, how badass would it be to have a podcast where people our age, like millennials are talking about grief and loss and how they've dealt with it. That's why I started mine. I've been podcasting for like a year and a half now. It's been an incredible journey. I'm sure you feel the same way, just connecting with people and, and learning from them and then being able to help people as well with your story. That's, that's kind of how I got here and just trying to help people, especially with that first year of grief that you're just so lost. Yeah, that's my biggest reason for like having the podcast and the conversation is to help people get through that first year. Mm -hmm. So that's a little intro. I totally agree with you. That first year is like nothing else. But the Mm -hmm. biggest thing I want people to know is like that is not grief forever. You feel differently as it goes on. Yeah, but it it does like I hate like it gets easier, but like it's just that first year is just on another level. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I hated that. And you, I, your episode, you said something that I so related to of, well, after the first year, like I thought like I passed the test and like, maybe my dad would come back and I'm Uh like, dude, I feel that like, yes, like I passed the test. I survived. Okay. Now the hard part's over and, and it's just part of the journey. Yeah. Yeah, I still feel like that every now and then, like not as intently as I did after the, the one year anniversary, but I still feel like okay, the gig is up. You can come out now. <laughs> like we, yes. we did it. You're, you're, you're okay to come back. And yeah, obviously it doesn't happen, but it's, it's that, that feeling still lingers. Yeah. I know. I always think like when someone's like, I have a surprise for you. I'm like, is it my mom? Oh, like, I my don't gosh. say that, but I definitely <laughs> thought it like, wouldn't it be really crazy if like she just, and then I'm like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. No, oh my gosh. At my wedding, this is one of those stories that, oh my gosh, I like still my blood boils like to this day about this. The MC of everything 
knew our story because we had extensive meetings with him and he knew that both of us had lost a parent and we made that Mm. very clear to him. And the day of our wedding, he looks me square in the eyes and goes, "Um, I don't see the father of the bride. Where does the father of the bride get announced? And my husband could at least laugh about it and was like, well, wouldn't that just start the party if your dad walked through those doors? (laughs) That's awesome. You just had to laugh about it. So you've obviously interviewed a ton of people, been doing it for a year and a half, a lot of really cool stories that you've heard. What are some of the ones that have stuck with you or some of the ways that people look at grief that have like resonated with you or made you made like massive light bulbs go off for you? I think some of the stories that have really stuck out are ones that, and I hate saying this, like I can't imagine going through that. There's ones like I did reality by rage. She was came on. She had lost both parents and I'm just like, Oh, I can't imagine going through this twice kind of thing. And then digesting grief separately, like how you handle the mom versus the dad. Then I, I, one of my first episodes, Toby, she had a stillbirth. Her daughter was born almost to term. And then she had passed away. So, and that's just a whole like mind fuck. Sorry. I don't know if I can cuss. Um, on that. Yeah, say and it, so, get it out there. <laughs> so just like, oh my gosh. But then she's looking at me and she's like, I can't imagine not having my mom. And I'm just like looking at her like, well, yeah, I think you're the strongest person in yeah. the world. Yeah. Um. So I think just people that have different grief journeys than me, because you know, you, you see yours and like, we can relate to like losing a parent, but then someone else that has something and you're like, oh, shit I cannot imagine that yeah and then for like kind of grief light bulbs I just I love when people say just how much grief has shown them to live life to the fullest Mm -hmm. and live every day like it's your last day and who gives a fuck about material things and earning like a certain amount of money is going to justify my happiness like No, your happiness is your friends and your family and the love in your life. And that's what's really important. That's something that I definitely, my mind changed when I lost my mom. And then even like my brother, he's like, I have so much empathy now post losing our mom and just seeing, seeing other people as human beings with feelings and not just, you know, them as like a person, but like, they're just as lost. They could be hurting. You never know what they're going through. Mm-hmm. So the the whole empathy and the YOLO <laughs> mindset are two big things that stick out to me when I when I think of past interviews. Yeah, you hit a really a lot of really good points there. I mean, the empathy thing, that's one of those things where I look back at at prior me, you know, before the loss of, of a parent. And I realized like how I, I just lacked empathy. I just think it's very difficult to understand when you don't go through it. And I remember mm-hmm. feeling like, holy shit, I want to reach out to every single person that lost a parent that I didn't know how to handle this before. And I didn't mm-hmm. understand what they were going through. And I maybe wasn't as heavy of a support system as I should have been for them. Um, or I was the person that's like sending flowers and then never brings it up again. Yeah. And it's like, oh, if it was that easy kind of thing. Yeah, So yeah, exactly. I completely understand. Exactly. The other thing you said about how we really value like the salary or how much money we make or the material things in life. I really learned that lesson after grief that none of that shit matters. And then I think that recently with the pandemic really compounded that fact. Yes. I think like... 
you know, in society, we're taught that the, your worth is based on your title, your salary, where you your are. Handbag. In, yeah, exactly. Right. The material things you have, like where you, you are in kind of like this hierarchy of life, right? But none of that matters. It's really your independence, your happiness, your health, right? People always say health is wealth. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that's something that has really become apparent because of the pandemic when like all that type of stuff was kind of stripped away. Yeah, I agree. I think that point of view was like my point of view because my mom died. And then a lot of people have that point of view because of the pandemic. So it's good. And I'm glad we're all kind of on the same page, but it is just funny. Like what you, for me personally, like what I strived for before my mom passed away and what I strive for now with like work-life balance, time with my family, like just cherishing those moments versus before I'm like, well, I gotta, you know, work however many hours a week to get this bonus to buy this. And like, yeah, that'll make me happy. But at the end of the day, it's not what's important. It's not the big picture. Yeah. And so you and I are actually going through similar journeys in that we both became parents in the last year. Mm -hmm. And we talked offline a little bit about how much that has impacted our grief journey. So tell us what it's been like for you becoming a mom without your mom. Yes. So this is a whole, and when I say like grief is, is so many layers, like this is a whole other chapter in my grief journey that I definitely wasn't thinking about five years ago. Um, but I have a six month old daughter now and she's so cute. It's so fun. I was anxious when I was pregnant to be like, what am I, you know, it's almost like anxiety towards like an anniversary or someone's birthday of a day, you know, like, uh, your dad's birthday or something Mm -hmm. like that anxiety of like, how am I going to handle this when, when she's here, how am I going to handle this? And then when my daughter was born, it's always just in the back of my mind. Like, am I about to have a mental breakdown? Like what's going to happen? Am I going to just have a moment where I'm so exhausted? And then I think of my mom and that didn't happen. Mother's say it pretty much happened where I really got to pause because my daughter was born the end of March. So that was like what a month and a half postpartum. I really got to pause and like reflect on me as a mother. And then my mom as a mother and a grandmother And it's been, it's been tough. I will say it's been tough. The moments where you, you wish your mom was there, you know, your mom would be there. I know we talked about this on my, my podcast, like my mom would be here right now. She would help with this. She would travel with us there, blah, blah, blah. And she's not, and it makes me sad and it's hard. Then it's like just another level of grief where you're wondering what it would be like if she was here and like being frustrated that that's not an option. You know, it's not like she moved away for work and like has to come visit now. Like, yeah, she's not here. So it's been tough. I I won't sugarcoat it. It's definitely been hard. And then like just postpartum and hormones and all that. And then you're like, well, am I wild? Yeah. I'm like, am I upset because of my hormones or because my mom's not here? Like it's Uh so many layers and you're just like, which one is it today? You're Um, so right. And then the pandemic too. I know we just talked about that, but I mean, that's seriously something that I had to look at and be like, you're, you're so right. It's like, okay, is it this folder? Is it this folder? Is it this folder? (laughs) Is it the fact that my dad's gone? Is it the fact that I, my hormones are raging and and having like Coachella in my body? Or is it that we're in a pandemic and the world is not the same. And these things that would have been available to me as a parent aren't anymore. That has been a real struggle to evaluate each of those things to say like, okay, what tools do I even need to take out today to try to help the way that I'm feeling? Yes. 
And I feel like with grief, it's even like that sometimes, like I want to make sure I feel my feelings. So I'm not bottling them up and having a mental breakdown, but am I feeling them enough? And like, there's like this pressure of like the mental journey as well. And it's just, it's, it's a lot to balance, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Do you feel that in becoming a mom yourself, it made you understand your mom on a different level than maybe you had before? Yes. Oh my God. So much. And now, oh, and I like encourage everyone. If you have questions that you want to ask your parents, please ask them. Like there's so many questions I wish I would have asked my mom and like even things give us an example. Well, even things like Breck, you know, she's a great sleeper. And and I'm like, was I a good sleeper? Did I sleep through the night? Or like, how was your pregnancy? Was it hard? How was your labor? Like my mom had C-sections. That's all I kind of knew. I'm like, why did you have a C-section? Was it like you went in expecting that? So just little things that, you know, with my, my husband has his mom. So Breck's grandma on that side, like, we'll know all this stuff. And I'm like, Oh, I literally like know nothing about myself as a kid. And like, my dad is zero help. I'm like, <laughs> like you're like, oh dad, my were God. you there? Like, what exactly? Is <laughs> He's like, I was working. I'm like, we get it. Like such <laughs> that mindset, like the old school, like I, the dad's working and the mom takes care. And he's like, I was working. I'm like, okay. Um, yeah. so there's, there's so many questions I wish I would have asked, but yeah, I definitely see my mom. So I already thought of her as like super mom. She was like, stay at home, mom did all the things. And now like I talk about this too. My mom was like, stay at home, mom advocate. You need to stay at home, stay at home. Like I'm going to say it. She's like, daycare is baby jail is what she called it. Like so sad. And I'm like counting down the weeks to my maternity leaves over to like, have daycare for my daughter. And that was a whole other guilt journey of like, shit, would my mom be like disappointed? Like, what would she think? Um, and everyone's like, duh, she would be like, you know, you would explain the situation you're in. It's not like it was 30 years ago, but it's just those things that you're like, would she approve of this? So yeah, that's that's really true. I mean, situations like that, when you feel like you, you can't talk it out with the person. Those feelings get trapped. There's nowhere for that to go. Yeah. I call it grief guilt. I'm like, I have this like guilt, but like there's, it's a dead end, like nothing, yeah. you know, me feeling that way, there's not going to be a solution. So yeah. how do was... how do you work through that when you feel grief guilt about things? What's your solution to that? Or maybe there isn't a real solution, but just the way that you try to tackle it. Yeah. I think giving myself empathy and mm-hmm. saying, you know, I'm doing the best I can. My mom would be proud of me at the end of the day. You know, I have those moments where I'll sit, I'm not like talking out loud to her, but I'll, I'll like send a message. And mm-hmm. I know like at the end of the day, I do believe, I don't know what I believe in. Like, I know your, your guest the other week was a medium. Like, I don't know what I believe in on that level, Okay, but I believe my mom is here somehow. Her energy is definitely here. I feel it. I believe she knows like, we're doing what's best for my daughter and she right. would, she would support it at the end of the day. Right. Okay. On your social media recently, you had a lot to say about breast cancer awareness month and you talk about that often. I do. So I want you to tell our listeners your, your thoughts on it, because it can kind of be a love hate relationship that you have with how much is, is publicly out there. So tell us yes. about that a little bit. Yes. Great question. My mom was always like anti 
breast cancer awareness because she's like, I think we're all aware of breast cancer. Like everyone knows what it is. So why do we have the month? And like, she'd be like, don't anyone buy me a pink ribbon. Like I will not wear it kind of thing. (laughs) But to me, and I'm sure your listeners can relate if they've lost a parent on mother, like mother's day, father's day, like it's just slapping you in the face where you walk sometimes. And like, I was at, um, I was shopping in our shopping center and they literally have pink ribbons and pink lights everywhere for breast cancer awareness month. The signs like one in four women will be diagnosed with breast cancer in their life. And I'm like, do you want to like, I fucking know (laughs) I'm very aware. Should you add how many die from that? Like, and I know it's like me just being bitter, blah, blah, blah. But it is like, oh, October. Now I have to listen to all this. And every fucking company has pink for breast cancer awareness. This limited edition shoe is pink because yeah. it's breast. And so it's just, it's almost like a Mother's Day, Father's Day, where it's like it's slapping you in the face every five seconds. And then also, and again, this is me being like dark humor. I get to watch all the commercials of everyone saying like their survivor stories. And I'm like, oh, that's great. Yes. Thanks, Thanks for reminding yes. me guys. My mom didn't make it, but cool. Yes. So I resonate with that a lot. And it actually like really comforts me to hear you say that because I have similar. I'm just being an asshole. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I have similar situations and, and I, right. It made me feel like I was just like a total asshole for it, but I, I guess this is just like a, a common thing in grief for me. My, my dad died at the hospital that I work at mm-hmm. and my job in PR is to put out success stories and how our doctors have saved people wow. and have helped people. And it was really hard for me to continue it and be like, but they couldn't save him. Like, why, Wow. you know, why is it this person and not my dad? And that's fucking horrible of me to say, like, you know, I would never wish on another person and another family to go through what I've been through and, you know, losing somebody that close to me. So it's not that I would ever wish it on somebody else or that it's more okay for another person to have lost their life than my dad, but it's just really hard to like you say, like to celebrate the people that are survivors or celebrate mm-hmm. the people that were saved from their heart attack. And, you know, in my dad's case, when mm-hmm. that story didn't end that way for you. I know. I know it's, it's tough, but uh, I guess it's just part of it. But Do you yeah, have like- any relationship or have any charities or anything that you feel strongly about or that you donate to or anything that your mom was a part no. of? No, I'm again, an asshole in that way. too. <laughs> no, I don't think it, I, I, first of all, I don't think a lot of people are open about this and I love that you are and that you're just like, you know, whatever, I don't feel a connection to it. And I well, think that's very, yeah, I don't. And, and I don't know why, maybe because my mom was so like anti-pink, like I don't need any of that stuff, but I am, I'm, I've had, like, I don't feel a connection to it. I think I've talked before, like, I'm not someone that you can ask, like, how do you honor your mom? And I'm like, well, every year we raise $5,000 for pink, pink. Like that is so not me. It's just not my journey. And a lot of people that is their journey. And I'm like, that's awesome. And that's a way to honor the person that passed away. But no, I'm not that cool. (laughs) No, I I mean, I think that's totally fair. You know, each journey is your own, you know, Mm -hmm. so good for you and owning it. I love it. Yeah. How about a little holiday treat for yourself this year? You know how good it feels to be so organized in your home, in your space, make your bedroom that sanctuary you've always wanted it to be. Neat Nick 
the organizing professionals are here to help you. Catherine and Nicole were on my last episode, episode 25, and they talked about how organization really helps lead to a clearer mind. So you deserve that this year. You have been through it. Treat yourself to a virtual session with Neatnik. They are offering 15% off. That's what's so cool about this new virtual world. They are based out of DC, but they can sit with you virtually. They can analyze your space. They can give you suggestions for what you can do to make sure you're a little bit more organized. They can action some of the items that you need to get done. They are so, so helpful. It is a great way to start off the holiday season right because as we're talking today, it might be a little tough. Let the ladies of Neatnik help you with your physical space so that you can focus on making your mental space a beautiful one too. NeatnikDC.com. Use code SSFYL on their website. That's N-E-A-T-N-I-K-D-C.com. NeatnikDC.com. So another thing we're here to talk about today, the holidays are upon us. Yeah. And the holidays really suck it out of you. Let me tell you. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that people that are listening understand that too. I, I want to hear from you, what your experience is like Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. And then new year's, I will say, I think was like the sneak attack of all holidays for me. I had no idea how badly that was going to affect me my first year. But I think what's going to be interesting for this conversation too. So first of all, I want to hear experiences with the holidays that you've had ways that your family honors your mom or tries to kind of keep her alive for the holidays. And then I want to talk about this being really our first holiday with our children. You know, my daughter was born right before Thanksgiving last year, but she was entirely too young to really get the whole experience. And also we were still in a pandemic, so we didn't have that. We didn't really, we weren't around family. We weren't really doing the gatherings. I wonder what it's going to be like Mm -hmm. this year, you know, like, is it going to be as tough as it as it's been other years for us now that it's gonna have a whole new meaning? Or is the fact that we have these babies gonna make it harder that our parents aren't here? So I'm like, I wanna pull my hair out. I don't know what we're in for. (laughs) I know, more anxiety, great. For the holidays, I'll start with like the holidays and how that's been the past few years. I put a lot of pressure on myself. I forgot, do you have siblings? I totally forgot. You're an only, okay. So I have two younger brothers, so I'm the oldest. And I remember being like, okay, like Thanksgiving, my mom always hosts Thanksgiving. Like, oh, I will miss that food so much. Mm -hmm. Like the best. I have to make sure they have a Thanksgiving. We got to figure something out. I put way too much pressure on myself. And that's something I like to like, make sure I preach is like, don't put too much pressure on yourself to recreate like your first year. I was like, well, my mom's not here to do it. I got to figure it out. And like, that's too much. It's too much. Yeah. Be gentle with yourself just because, you know, your first year of grief, you're not doing some big thing for your parent or whoever died. Doesn't mean the rest of the years are going to be like that. And I was like, Oh, right. I was like, we got to start the traditions. We got to start the new ones. And it was too much. I remember feeling that way around maybe my third Christmas okay. of like, okay, I think we hit our stride. The first one was, oh my God, we got to make sure we do everything right. We got to make sure yeah. we keep things going. The second year was again, trying to figure it out. And by the third year, I was like, you know what? It's different and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And we've made it work. And it, we, I feel like we settled into a good place of like, we're doing things for us, but also keeping him here. And it takes a few years, but that's it okay. Does. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's something my, like I said, my first year, I like didn't talk to anyone about grief or anything. So I didn't know that that was okay, but it totally is yeah. <laughs> yeah. to honor her for the holidays. We definitely, it's a lot of cooking, like the things that she would cook or like baking the dessert she would bake for Christmas. My mom made this like infamous coffee cake every year. It was like, before we open presents, we all get a piece of coffee cake and we eat it while we're opening presents. Now it's really sweet. Me and my brother make the coffee cake the night before. Yeah. It's, it's, and that's, what's so awesome. Like it's the littlest thing it's baking a cake, but like, that is our moment together to honor our mom and, and like just connect with each other and connect with her. And that's, that's how it, like, it's perfect. It's literally perfect. Um, but I think, and I wanted to ask you this with the holidays, I struggle with, I'm married, obviously you're married sharing the holidays with like my husband's family. And I'm like, well, I feel like I should have all the holidays because my mom died. So we should be with my family. And that was really tough of like, just, already feeling alone because my mom wasn't there and then having, you know, you have, you don't have to, but it it helps with the in-laws like, you know, to have Christmas with them or or Thanksgiving with them. So that was tough for me. So I will say (laughs) I kind of skirted this issue because my husband is Jewish. So I win Christmas. (laughs) Yeah. That's funny. And not even that, but his family is like obsessed with Christmas. So they all want to be a part of it and they all come to us too. That's awesome. So we've had, they think we're absolutely hilarious because we do the like red pajamas and are just like drunk by the end of Christmas Eve and dancing around to old Italian songs. And his dad came, I forgot forget which year it was. I think it was 2019. Yeah. The year that I said, I, I, we, we felt like we finally had got our stride and, um, his dad just sat there like in complete awe and was like cracking up and still to this day talks about that night and like how fun it was. So yeah, it's nice that we get to, to bring it together, but there are definitely some holidays. I will say, well, I mean, I guess I feel it on both sides though, because you know, my husband lost his mom too. Um, but like Thanksgiving and especially where it's only one day, like, you know, like at least Christmas, there's two days, but Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving. Yeah. I do feel that too, where, and I think we would both feel it that it's like, yeah. if we're at his family's, I feel alone, but if we're at my family's, he might feel alone. And we just try to feel cognizant of that for, for both of us. Yeah. I'm, yeah I, I'm, I could totally see how you feel that way being at his family's for, for a holiday. And then I'm like my brother that I'm really close to, um, he has a girlfriend and they're pretty serious. And it's like, he's like, well, this holiday we're going to be with her family. And I'm just like the crazy sister, but I'm getting better. I am getting better. (laughs) Yeah. But, and with the kids this year, oh my God, sounds so adult. Um, right. See, I'm, I know the the presents under the tree for the kids. Oh God. Who let let us grow up? This is crazy. I know it is crazy. It is like, (laughs) I'm just like, oh my God, being a mom is so much work. Like no one told me. Uh I had no idea. But I'm see, I'm excited for the holidays this year. Yeah. I think it'll all be positive. I could totally be wrong. We'll see. But I think having my daughter there and it being her first holidays and really focusing on her and celebrating with her and have and having her experience it, I'm excited for it. I think, you know, the rest of the year I can be sad about my mom, but for my daughter Breck, I want to make sure that I'm I'm focused on that positive and and celebrating Aww. it with her. Yeah, that's a beautiful way to look at it. 
I hope so. See, I'm not always like <laughs> such a Debbie Downer. <laughs> <laughs> Just around pink in October. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is a really nice way to look at it. And I, I think I'm, I'm kind of of the same vein or the same thought process on that, where I do feel like when I look at it now from a distance, I think like 75% of it is going to be really positive because it's going to be mm. so fun. And, you know, like I was saying, I'm at the point now where I feel I'm able to see the positives since his passing of like, my family is still able to stay together and, mm-hmm. and the, the traditions that we have held on to, you know, that fear of the future has kind of subsided because it's like we are living in that future and things are okay things didn't totally blow up and explode like i thought they were going to but i do know i'm not going to be naive i know that there's going to be that 25 percent where it is going to be really hard and the moment where i'm sitting there watching my daughter crawl underneath the tree and open the gifts and just thinking holy shit, i wish you were here to see this yeah yeah that's a really cool way to look at it how you said like you're not fearing the future because we're in the future. I don't know mm-hmm. if I've ever, cause I've always been like, you know, I'm in like my groove with grief. Like I kind of know what to expect minus like having a kid that threw it off, but like, you know what to <laughs> expect. And I think that's the best way to put it. Cause we're in it. We're yeah. not like, Oh, what's it going to feel like when it's been five years? You know, I think like, what's it going to feel like at 10 years? But like you said, we're in it and everyone's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, like that. And, and I hadn't thought of those- it like that. Yeah, that's one of those things that I I don't think that people who haven't been through it understand like it like you were saying at the beginning of the episode, it's not just that immediate, I miss this person, but there's so much ancillary grief that comes with it in terms of what does the future look like? What does the future of the relationships in our family look like? What does the future of our holidays look like? All of that is thrown into question when a core person in your family dies. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that fear around those things that can make it really crippling. I know we're different in the way of, like you said, you're an only child. So it's like the pressure's on you, the pressure I'm putting quotes to keep your dad's legacy alive. And then yeah. like with me, I'm like, I have my pressure of like, well, I'm the oldest. I want to make sure my brothers always know that my mom is still here and putting that pressure on me. So it's interesting how similar our stories are. And then that's a little different, but the pressure is still there at the end of the day. Yeah. Definitely. Do you feel like you're able to connect with your brothers about the loss or do you feel like there's a part of it that they will never understand because you're a female? A hundred percent. They'll never understand because I'm a female, Yeah, but that's not like taking anything away from them. It's just different, different, but I am like so close with my brothers and we were always like close. I mean, we were siblings, but now I look at them as like best friends. And I'm always like, I, like, I've told my husband, like there's two other people in the world that know what it knows what it feels like to lose my mom. And that's my brothers. And it's brought us so close together. And then just back to like, what has grief taught you of who, like we wouldn't, we were never a family that said like, I love you. And like showed affection or showed any emotion really. And really? like all that, all that went out the window after, cause life's too short, not to tell yeah. the people that you care about, that you care about them. And, and so our relationships definitely changed after my mom passed away for sure. Yeah. But it seems like almost for the better in some sense, a hundred percent. And like, that's like, obviously I wish my mom was still here, but I am grateful that our relationship went that way. Cause you hear stories like when people inherit stuff and like oh, stuff yeah. gets messy and people uh-huh. death changes people. And like, 
money changes people too. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's always about money. Always about money. Exactly. So yeah. you never, it could be the littlest amount and it still like can rip families apart is. And so I was, I'm very grateful. It went the way it went instead of the other way. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of have a similar situation. You know, I, I am an only child, but I did have a step family and that was one of those things where I was like, where does this leave me now? Mm -hmm. Because now that this person is gone, that we had this tie through. And I think that was one of my biggest things that I was like, I don't know where I stand in the, in this unit anymore. Yeah. And I didn't know what the future held. And now the future is proving that we're still a family and I couldn't be more grateful. And, and just to like, keep those memories of my dad, because those are the people that I, I spent it with. I totally hear you. I think our relationships got better and it's a shame, you know, you, I, I don't know if you feel this way, like why couldn't have it have been this way when he were here? And mm -hmm. like, do you feel like, why couldn't we have been this lovey dovey family when she was here? You know, or would there be different memories or, or different ways that we would have spent time together or whatever. But I don't know. That's just one of those things that you can't spend too much time harping on. Yeah. But the positive look of that is like, I made sure after she passed away and I had that wake up call of like, I'll never live life like that again. Like this mm -hmm. is how it's going to be. And, and I'm going to make sure the people in my life know how important they are to me. And, you know, just the little things like we talked about at the beginning are, are yeah. what really matter. Yeah. Totally. Any advice that you have for people going into the holiday season, mourning a loved one? Yes. Don't get lost in the hustle and bustle of the holidays, especially this year, a little post pandemic. I think yeah. it's going to be a little crazier. So just like take time for yourself and have those moments to yourself to reflect and, and check on yourself and channel your loved one. Um, I think if it wasn't you, I'm sorry, but that told me about like, make a playlist for your loved one. Yeah. Um, yes. I love that idea. Like that, like, oh, the best, like make a playlist, listen to it, listen to it in the car. Just like have a yes. moment. Don't get lost in it all and find little ways to honor your loved one. And then like a big reason that I feel like I'm so strong in my grief is my husband having a good support system, someone that checks in Huge. on you and Huge. someone that yeah. also wants to honor your loved one. Um, just so you don't feel alone. You know, you have that person, whoever it can be a spouse, a best friend, a sibling, but have someone to connect with as well and honor your loved one together, I think is really important. And I think, um, just taking those moments to yourself, uh, make a big difference yeah. throughout the course of the holidays. Yeah. And for the people that aren't married or, or don't have a partner, I think the important thing to know there is people are around and people want to help you. They just yes. don't know what to do. And Especially it's if they haven't lost someone. They're like, yeah. I don't know what to say. And it's hard to ask for help, but this is mm -hmm. Jamie and I telling you that it is okay to ask for help. So go to your friends and say, Hey, you know, holidays are going to be a little tough. Can you check in with me every now and then, or can mm -hmm. you be there when I want to talk about my person or can we do that thing that my person and I used to do? People want to help you. They yep. really do. And it's, it's kind of the burden is put on us to be vocal about it and say what we need. Yeah. Isn't it funny how you, now that you've lost someone, you like see that though. Like yeah. I have people in my life that just lost a father and father say, you know, it's been six months and then it was father's day. And I'm like thinking of y'all today. And they're like, yeah. you're the only 
person that reached out to us today. And I'm like, cause people don't know everyone's doing their best. Yeah. Like I wouldn't have reached out before. So yeah, yeah it's, it's up to us to kind of like vocalize that or, and I'm sure if you had a friend that you asked, they would be honored to, you know, make some cookies, whoever made and watch their favorite Christmas movie. Like, yeah, but the, that's the funnest things that you could do with someone to honor yeah. that loved one as small as it seems. You're right though. It is like an honoring like thing for the friendship. Yeah. Like to, I would be so touched, you know, if somebody reached out and was like, Hey, can you be the person that comes with me to do this thing? You know, I yes. think it's a, it's a really, um, what's, what's the word I want to, it's a testament to the friendship. If somebody uh, reaches yes. out to you and, and ask for that. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, and just like being on Instagram and all, you know, oh, yeah. you're, you probably see all the dads and you're like, Oh, looks so great. You can find a way to, to check in with yourself. Like I said, and, and just pause for a moment. So stuff isn't building up, but wait, we didn't talk about new year's. I've never been like a big new year's person. Oh. So I don't really care that much. Okay. Like it, so what about you? So for me, New Year's 2017 was at a friend's wedding, which was the best way that I could have spent it. New Year's weddings are fantastic. I actually have one this year. I'm so pumped for it. I think I felt so accomplished because I had gotten over Christmas that I wasn't even thinking about New Year's being a holiday that might trigger something. But this fact of leaving my dad behind in 2017 and that he would never see 2018 hit me like a goddamn ton of bricks at midnight. Mm -hmm. Mark came in to kiss me at midnight and we kissed. And then all of a sudden I just started sobbing all over his face. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was really dramatic. And I ironically was with a bunch of friends who knew my dad very well. And they kind of just whisked me off to the bathroom and I was <laughs> very emotional. I think there was a bottle of champagne that was stolen from the bar and brought to the bathroom for us. Aww. And, but it, it was a, it was a weird feeling. I think it was like the, this heaviness of the world keeps going and the years are going to keep ticking Ugh. and he's not going to be there for it. Mm -hmm. It's, it's funny strange. how different anniversaries or holidays or dates affect people differently like that. I would have never even thought of that, but it makes total sense. Yeah. And then like, I forgot if you listened to the morning toast. I don't think you did. I know of it, but I don't really okay. listen to it. Well, I saw that you posted something that they, they said something today. What's their griefy situation. So their dad passed away when they were in high school. Oh, I did not know that. Okay. He like died of a heart attack, like dead that day. Wow. And it was the anniversary of his passing yesterday. And like, they didn't bring it up or anything. One of their other sisters did. I know I'm, I'm weird. I follow all of them. And, uh, and they brought it up today on the show and we're like, yeah, you know, the anniversary, like I'm sad when I'm sad. It, the day that he died doesn't affect that where I'm like, the uh, anniversary is the hardest day for dramatic. me. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so it's crazy how every, I mean, obviously everyone's story is different, but I'm like, right. they didn't even think twice. I mean, you know what I mean? But like, for me, that's like the day that yeah. the anniversary is such a heavy day for me. So it's just, it's interesting how different days affect people. Yeah. I met them. I met Jackie and Claudia yeah. at a Super Bowl party. In I would literally die. 2018. Yeah. They were adorable. So sweet. Very nice. Um, that's interesting Jealous. though, about how they feel that I, I don't think I've ever heard somebody that wasn't traumatized by the, the, uh, the death anniversary. Right. So. 
power to them. Oh, they were God. like, eh, I'll learn whatever. their secret. I know they were like, I'll, I'll be sad when I'm sad. The day doesn't matter. I was like, can't relate. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <sighs> well, Jamie, thank you so much for being here. This was a really great conversation. Yeah. Where can people find you if they want to hear more about your story and grief unfiltered? Yes. Um, grief unfiltered is my podcast. It's a podcast about grief and how the fuck to handle it. I interview what I say is real people with real stories on how they handle grief every day, wherever you listen to podcasts, it's there. And, um, I'm most active on Instagram at grief unfiltered. I always tell people DM me if you want to be featured. I just, that's how I get guests. They DM me. And then I talk to them about grief and it's pretty fun. That's how we met. And that's our how we stories. met are so similar, but it, it yeah. makes for great conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Well, best of luck to you with your little one this holiday season. And I'll be thinking of you and of course, watching and seeing all the great content you put out. Thank you. Thank you so much. This was so fun. Thanks for listening. Head over to Instagram to follow more at so sorry with Gianna. If you're listening on Apple podcasts, leave that five-star review. I would love you for it more to come on this season of so sorry for your loss. So stay tuned.